The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting, designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. If Chinese stocks were a jazz song, they'd be Duke Ellington's jam. I've got it bad and that ain't good. That's right, Chinese stocks are getting rocked, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. On today's ETF Battles, we've got a triple header contest between three China-focused ETFs. It's FXI, MCHI, and KWeb duking it out. So which ETF is the better play on China? Find out right after this. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Welcome to ETF Battles. Great to see you again. And be sure to check out the new ETF Battles online store. We have a new clothing line to make you look even better looking than you already are. By the way, I'll be giving away an ETF Battles shirt to the viewer that correctly answers today's trivia question. In what year was the oldest China ETF launched? Was it A, 1987, B, 2001, C, 1993, or D, 1996. If you know the answer, put it in the comment section below. The first correct answer wins an ETF battle shirt. And we're going to have a bonus winner to the listener or viewer that can tell us the ETF ticker symbol. Chinese stocks have been in a free fall as regulators clamp down on companies in the tech, educational, and social media sectors. Is it the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning? I have no idea. But I do remember Paul Tudor Jones once recommending to do the trade that makes you puke. Maybe that's why he's a billionaire. And I think it's fair to say that Chinese stocks have induced a lot of queasy stomachs, including mine. Today's triple header is another audience-requested matchup, this time by William Reed. Today's contest is between a pair of iShares ETFs and a fund from CraneShares. Again, it's FXI, MCHI, and KWeb going head-to-head. Judging today's matchup is an illustrious duo. We've got Mike Akins with ETF Action and Eric Balchunas with Bloomberg. Judges, thank you for joining us. It's good to be here, Ron. Great to be here. So we got our four battle categories for today's triple header, cost, exposure strategy, performance, and then our mystery battle category. That's where you, our judges, get to pick that single factor or multiple factors that um, you're going to use to make your argument. Nobody but our judges themselves know what the mystery battle category is. That's why it's called a mystery. So let's get started without further ado. And we're going to start out with cost. Mike, get us started. Well, I think cost is going to be pretty easy on this one. Um, MCHI comes in at the cheapest of the three with a cost of 
59 basis points that's compared to 76 for KWeb and 74 for FXI. So none of them are cheap um, in total terms relative to you know, the U.S. broad beta strategies. But the cheapest is MSCH, MCHI. And on that note as well, it also has the best liquidity parameters. So KWeb, as of late, you can't beat from a liquidity perspective. But uh, I think on a cost basis, broad exposure, MCHI is going to be your, your cheapest bet. Thank you, Mike. Eric, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to cost? I mean, I get, I'm just going to echo what Mike said. The, the thing, though, is we're comparing two ETFs that might be a little more mainstream China and then one that's a little more uh, of what I would call a shiny object. So, again, it, you know, a lot of this is your goal. So I don't know if I would totally penalize KWeb for the 73 basis point expense ratio. Um, if your goal is upside volatility, um, but I can't argue with that. MCHI at 59 clearly would win this one. The other two are 73 and 74. And the spreads on all of them are very tight. So this is a good group uh, spread-wise. So I guess I'd have to give it to MCHI just based on that with the caveat that it kind of depends what your goal is. Thank you very much, Eric. I got you down for MCHI. Next up is the exposure strategy category. So Eric, uh, give it to us. Who wins the battle? Yeah, look, I mean, um, I was never a fan of FXI. Um, I, In fact, in the book I wrote, I trashed it um, and I used to use it in uh, presentations because at one point it had 50% uh, financials. It was a very weak index, a very concentrated index. Only the It only tracked Hong Kong shares. It's now broadened. So I give it credit for broadening out. Now it's got something like 20% uh, internet companies. Um, problem is it added them right when they started going down. So, um, But over the past uh, several years, MCHI has done way better than FXI because it has been more broader. So MCHI to me has always been the broader one. However, you don't get A shares in MCHI. Um, and so honestly... <laughs> Exposure-wise, the best one isn't even on this list here, and that might be CN, which tracks everything, including A-shares. But amongst these three, I go with MCHI for exposure. That said, again, if you own, say, EEM or IMG, KWeb probably offers better exposure because there's a 91% active share, or, or I should say only a 9% overlap between EEM and uh, um, KWeb where there's a 35% overlap between EEM and the other two. So I guess if you already got a, uh, an emerging markets ETF and it's 30 to 40% China, um, you may want KWeb because it's more original exposure. And I'm going to assume people have that. So I'm going with KWeb in a, sh a slightly shocker pick with the assumption that you already have a lot of that mainstream China in your emerging markets ETF. I like it. Thank you very much, Eric. And KWeb is your pick for exposure strategy. And by the way, judges, you can nominate a wildcard ETF uh, as a choice if uh, you don't like any of the ETFs on today's matchup or you think that there's a better choice elsewhere. So that's completely up to you. We next move to Mike. Exposure strategy, how do you see it? Yeah, I think from an MCHI FXI perspective, hands down, MCHI is the winner um, from a broad-based allocation to the Chinese markets. Um, Eric makes a great point that KWeb um, really isn't designed to be a broad-based exposure. Um, you're getting very targeted internet company exposure to China. Uh, recently, that's been a train wreck. We'll get into that a little bit more later. 
But from a standpoint of broad-based exposure to China, uh, MCHI hands down is my winner. <clears throat> but I would agree with Eric that if you are looking for um, targeted exposure, um, KWeb definitely provides that, that allocation to a um, juiced up area of the market within China that up until recently was a very strong performer. Um, but obviously year to date being down 40%, uh, that has um, reversed itself. But MCHI is my winner as a broad-based exposure strategy. And I'll give KWeb an honorable mention for providing very good focused exposure. Thank you, Mike. And that is a good lead into our next battle category, which is performance. So you're still up, Mike. How do these three ETFs look in the performance department? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a tough tough time to talk Chinese um, performance right now. Obviously, it's been pretty tough market with the Chinese regulators clamping down, uh, especially on internet companies, right? So year-to-date, K-Web's down 40%. That compares to um, more like 12 or 15% for MCHI and FXI. Um, so clearly, year-to-date, um, having that internet exposure, those companies that have been in the um, on the radar of Chinese regulators has been a, a tough place to be. Um, over longer periods of time, um, MCHI is your top performer over five years. Um, up until recently, that wasn't the case. KWeb was, was performing quite well. Uh, you know, I was just looking at the fundamentals of these three strategies um, on a price to sales perspective because KWeb is tough to look at price to earnings because a lot similar to a lot of the the um, tech names in the U.S., a lot of them aren't that profitable. We're looking at price sales. KWeb is still the most expensive, um, trading at two times uh, last year's sales, but that is down from you know 5.5 um, times last year's sales just in the last just since February highs. Whereas MCHI and FXI are trading at more modest 1.5 and 1.1 last year's sales. But that's just modestly down from their highs in February. So if you're looking at it from a relative value perspective um, and you believe that over time, um, the regulators and the, um, if you can call them public companies in the Chinese market, um, find terms and a way forward, there's no question these companies are making money hand over fist. Um, their revenues are growth is quite impressive. Um, so long story short, I'm going to give the winner um, from a past performance to MCHI, it's been more stable, that broader base exposure. But I do think that KWeb offers for those brave, um, brave souls out there that are willing to, uh, to, to weigh in, KWeb has more upside potential going forward, though I would caution against trying to time that market. And I'll get a little bit more into that in my mystery category. Excellent. I, I got you down for MCHI for performance with an asterisk on uh, K-Web. Thank you very much, Mike. Eric, how do you see it in terms of performance in this triple header? I have to go MCHI. I mean, it's clear. Look at the five-year returns. It's um, destroying the other two. Um, and I will say, though, if you go back, K-Web's had some runs that are just breathtaking. Um, so it depends on the time period. But I suppose, we're ta again, we're talking about Hey, you know, which one has really seen it through a, a couple different cycles? MCHI, I think, has to win this one. Um, it's also got uh, a slightly lower um, st uh, standard deviation than the other two, which means that its performance is actually um, with less risk. So, I, I mean, it's just hard to not give it to MCHI here. Um, I, but again, 
you know, I think for some people, um, it, K-Web's high standard deviation is very attractive. Um, again, we have seen a barbelling of portfolios where you've got cheap vanilla beta at the core, and then you want something completely opposite. You want hot sauce just to spice some things up. And, and so K-Web's crazy volatility and breathtaking runs, I think, would fit better with the modern portfolio. All that said, I, based on the numbers, I have to give it to MCHI because what I'm saying there is making some assumptions. But based on the data, hats off, MCHI performance winner. Thank you, Eric. We next shift to the mystery battle category where our judges get to pick that single factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. So, Eric, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Chinese government um, is my mystery category. And I look to the sectors and FXI, even though it's gotten better at diversifying, it's still 36% financials. And a lot of those are state-owned banks. So there's even been a bunch of ETFs launched that are basically excluding state-owned enterprises. So FXI to me is out because of that. Um, I just don't want to own communism. Uh, I just, I kind of want to own, I, I, I sort of want to own the capitalist Jack Ma portion of China. And it's for that reason that I'm going to go with K-Web. Um, I know the Chinese government is struggling to tame some of these companies, but at the end of the day, I just trust innovation and the people's demand to really take K-Web all the way. And again, I would be doubling up a lot of stocks uh, with my MCHI exposure. MCHI still has 19% of those financials, um, and uh, whereas K-Web uh, is very near none uh, in terms of that department. So. Um, that's my mystery category is that I think K-Web has the least amount of communism uh, in the fund. Well, that's a strong argument. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Mike, how do you see it in terms of your mystery battle category? What is it and who wins it? So I've got a couple of mystery factors today. Uh, the first is the Chinese government as well. Um, so I won't spend too much time on it, though. I have a different take than Eric. Um, I agree with him on principle. I don't want communism in my portfolio either. And I think that there's probably a better way to do that. And that's just to own something that excludes China altogether. Um, but looking at these three portfolios that are Chinese focused, um, I actually think of um, buying K-Web right now, similar to um, fighting the Fed. You know, here in the U.S., we talk about you don't fight the Fed. Um, I think you can take that on steroids when you're talking about fighting Chinese regulators. Um, they've made it pretty clear if they don't want your company to be successful, they can handle that. Um, to that extent, um, K-Web offers some very um, attractive upside potential just because these companies, the revenues they generate, the earnings and the margins that they're, they're operating at, those companies inside of K-Web are incredibly impressive. But I feel like right now it's, it's not buying the dip, it's dodging falling knives. Um, and to that point, my other mystery factory is flows. You know, there's a lot of talk out there in the marketplace about K-Web right now. The flows have been fascinating, right? So over the last 90 days, K-Web has brought in 3.6 billion in net flows. It's almost 100% of all the net flows in the Chinese ETF marketplace. Um, and you know, just yesterday, um, this $500 million came into this fund and today it's killing it. We're, we're talking about this on a day where K-Web is up 10%. Um, but I just did a, some quick math um, looking over those 90 days and the weighted average price using closing prices of those flows on a weighted average basis is $59. So all these people that have been buying the dip, 
the vast majority of that money is, you know, 20 percent in the hole on a weighted average basis, even with today's 10 percent move on a dollar basis. That's five hundred million dollars of gone. Right. If you take that and and you calculate it on a performance basis. So my other factor is um, timing the, the buy the dip is much easier said than done. Um, so I do think there's there's going to be an opportunity here, and it's probably you know hard to see it going much lower than the current prices for KWeb. But um, I said that 25% ago, um, and I think a lot of other people did too. So my other mystery factor is just trying to time the market is hard, and I think until there's a real solution here with KWeb, it's hard for me to get on board with putting any real capital to work because I feel like it's trying to fight the Fed, and in this case, it's just the Chinese regulators. Wow. Those asset flows into K-Web are quite amazing. Never underestimate the masochistic tendencies of the investing masses. And you know what? I secretly admire their shameless bravado. So now we're going to give our judges a final chance to wrap up their overall battle winner. Mike, you're still up. Give it to us. Yeah, so I'm going to say if you want pure Chinese exposure, MCHI is the winner. It's broad-based allocation to the broad market. Um, it gets you pretty good exposure to, to all areas. Um, but I will just throw out there that, you know, there's other ways to get access to China's, you know, obviously we know China's the number two um, economy in the world, right? And on the face it's growing, it will be the number one economy just on math alone, um, population-based, population um, growth within the Chinese market. So it's hard to say I don't want to own China, though, you know, if you look through to the revenues of companies just here in the United States, um, take Apple, for example, a significant, of the, significant amount of the revenues of Apple is generated in China. Um, so you are getting access to their economy and you can do it in a much more capitalist way by avoiding China altogether. So um, there, is a, there is a statement to be made for that. But today's battle talking about broad based exposure, we're talking about exposure to China. I'll take it broad. Um, in today's current market versus trying to get too focused. And of uh, these three choices, MCHI is the winner. Thank you, Mike. And Eric, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner. Uh, tell us. Uh, my winner today, I'm going to differ from Mike. I think this might be the first time we disagreed. I'm going with K-Web. Um, I just, again, I I think that the, the Chinese people uh, and their love of this tech will overwhelm the government to, or at least keep them at bay. Government can't mess with these companies too much, or they're going to irk all the people and the young people, especially. So I find that to be some, somewhat comforting. I also think that if you own, again, if you own EEM or IMG, you've got plenty of China. Um, and then MCHI to me has also got this dark cloud above it, which is no A shares. So there's two ETFs, CN and KALL, which own, uh, a shares in proportion to the other shares, which is Hong Kong shares, P chips, red chips, etc. Chinese is a mess, the Chinese uh, market and the system. But if you own the A shares, sometimes they go wild and they have a lot of upside. So uh, CN and, and they both also own the A shares that are going to be included more and more in the next couple of years by the MSCI Emerging Markets Index. So you get that little extra potential pop from that. So MCHI to me, I can't pick it because it's also incomplete. Um, and there are more complete China ETFs. So it's that's that one flaw from MCHI. And then plus my other reasons, I'm going to go K-Web. But it's close. Um, it, it's complicated, just like China. <laughs> well said. Well said. And my battle scorecard looks complicated also. 
and it uh, it does score as a split decision and uh, a rare split decision between uh, our judges, Eric and Mike, who for the most part agree. But on today's episode, each of them making their strong arguments. Uh, of course, Mike in favor of M. Chai, preferring it as a broader play on uh, Chinese stocks in this particular battle, choosing with these three uh, ETF tickers. And of course, Eric making his point that, hey, listen, K-Web, you know, is beaten up, but it also offers some high upside, has obviously higher volatility, but also throwing in some wild cards, CN and KALL, which offer uh, some exposure to those mainland China shares and maybe give you some broader diversification to China as a whole. So overall, great job, judges, in breaking down today's triple header. And a, a, a big thanks to both of you for a masterful job. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Tell us in our comment section below or hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide and be sure to hashtag ETF battles. Also post your trivia answer in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. I'm going to pick two winners, a regular winner that gives us the correct year that the first Chinese ETF was launched and then a bonus winner the one that can give us the ETF ticker symbol. So you can do that again in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. You'll get a ETF Battles shirt. And that does it for today's show. Thanks for watching. I'm Ron DeLegge with ETF Guide TV. Watch the battle before you invest. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.